Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Today's episode is brought to you by West Holm. We all know from home cooks to restaurant chefs to eating enthusiasts that the quality of your ingredients makes all the difference, especially when it comes to meat. West Holm, which is based in Queensland in the Northern Territory, Australia, is working with the land to create nature-led Australian Wagyu. They steward 16 million acres of rangeland, guided by the natural ecosystem where their cattle thrive. The result is high-quality Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of Northern Australia and a flavor suited to complement any cuisine. West Holm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash saver. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hello and welcome to Savor, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about cardamom. Cardamom? Is that how you pronounce it? Cardamom, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. I was putting in an extra cardamom. Well, like there's, a, yeah, there, it's, there's a cardamom. There's, there's, there's three distinct syllables in there. I think I'm just kind of shortening it. Okay, okay. Because I, as might be clear, I really know <laughs> nothing about cardamom. <laughs> <laughs> but many of you have written in about about it, and specifically the tea, cardamom tea. Sure, yeah, uh, uh, it is a frequent ingredient in um, in spiced teas. I love cardamom. Um, I've often used it as a baking spice, um, and I might order like kind of a lot of Indian and Bangladeshi delivery foods. So, um, like one of my favorite things is finding a whole cardamom pod in my rice and it just I, it just makes me feel like somebody cares about me like <laughs> they were nice enough to put this whole cardamom pod in my rice while they were cooking it and it just it shows mm-hmm. that they love me I get that I get that there's sometimes you get delivery and you're like whoever made this dish really they put a lot of effort and care into it <sighs> right <laughs> yeah gosh <laughs> just makes me feel so so warm yes Okay, at four. <laughs> well, I guess we should get to our question. Sure. Cardamom. What is it? 
Well, uh, cardamom is a uh, bright flavored spice that tastes kind of warm and cool at the same time, uh, combining this this range of flavors from lemony to minty to floral to spicy hot with a little bit of sweetness offsetting all of those flavors that can go kind of bitter. Um, sometimes called the queen of spices. <laughs> I like your kind of jellyfish motion you're, you're making. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure why that was the motion. Um, I liked it, though. Um, thank you. And I feel like recently we've talked about the king of spices. And we've talked about, like, king of— I like how people have to give these royal designators to <laughs> to foods, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, not sure. I, I saw it multiple places, so yeah. I figured I would report on it, but I didn't find any— cool backstories about why. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of the time, they'll be like, like, well, it's because of this legend. I didn't read anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, so cardamom plants are uh, this group of tropical plants within the ginger family. That's zingiberaceae, which I love saying. Yes. <laughs> so uh, so they grow rhizomes underground, off of which um, some big leafy stems spring up. And those stems will flower with these pretty colorful clusters of flowers. And when pollinated, usually by bees, they then produce uh, bunches of small fibrous pods containing many seeds. Uh, and not like many, many, like several too many-ish. Like, fif- <laughs> like 15 to 20. <laughs> Okay, I like how, okay, not many, many. Like many-ish. Many-ish. Yeah. Ah, okay. (laughs) Now we've got it. (laughs) Uh, And those seeds uh, carry the the most flavor and are like the operative part of the plant used for cooking. Though like ginger, the whole plant contains some of the the compounds that give the seeds their intense flavors. Um, There are three main genuses that wind up getting called cardamom. Um... Elitaria cardamomum is green cardamom, sometimes called true cardamom. Uh, there's a couple species within amomum or amonum that are called black cardamoms, and um, several species within aframomum are called um, African cardamoms. Green cardamom is the kind most likely to be found outside of the areas it's grown. Um, the pods are like a little smaller than a kidney bean or like a shelled almond ish size maybe with a green skin um uh kind of kind of wrinkled shaped like a slightly deflated three-sided football yeah got it yeah uh and the yeah. pods do contain yeah like 15 to 20 small black seeds a white cardamom is just green cardamom that's been bleached for one reason or another usually because um it's a slightly lower quality pod that came out kind of splotchy rather than like a nice even green Uh, This type of cardamom is used in sweet dishes and drinks in North Africa, the Middle East, and South Asia, plus in South and Southeast Asian masalas and curries and Northern European winter holiday cookies and uh, sweet breads. Yes. Yes. I like how you're pointing at me as though I am a (laughs) child who is... (laughs) <laughs> perhaps not paying the best attention. I'm listening. I'm just trying to envision these this taste. I feel like I've definitely had to have had it and I can't I can't pinpoint it. Yeah, it, it's it's just a uh, right it, it's a little bit hard to describe because it is it, it's got this warming like almost gingery kind of heat but then also this cooling kind of menthol like like bitterness at the same time. 
and and then a little bit of like citrus and floral in there. So, uh, it's a lot going on. There's there is there is a lot going on. It um it sort of smells like uh. I mean, to me, it smells like a delightful perfume. Some of my favorite perfumes do contain cardamom. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm not helping. Right. No, you are helping. I think it <laughs> I think it really does just have a lot going on. So it's <laughs> hard for me to pinpoint. But I feel certain if I have it, when I have it, and I know what it is, I'll be like, oh yeah, that. <laughs> I'll I'll see if I have like a spare tub of cardamom kicking around my house and the next time that we do an exchange of goods yes. I'll just like throw cardamom at you. A barter. A barter <laughs> system. That's what Lauren and I are on. <laughs> D&D has resulted in this. Like I have some Kit Kats. <laughs> you have some kind of koala bear thing. Let's make a Koala yummies. It's a well-known anyway. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, lovely listeners, for sending us things. Goodness. Yes, absolutely. Back to cardamom. Um, uh, so, so yeah, so all of that has been green cardamom. Uh, in contrast, black cardamom pods are a little bit larger, um, like up to the size of like a small walnut or so. And they'll be red to brown to black in color. Uh, There's a slightly larger, darker seeds inside. And this is more likely to be found in savory dishes and pickles in northern India and uh, through parts of China and Vietnam. I understand it's a little spicier and smokier than the green varieties. And uh, African varieties, and there are lots of them, by the way, um, grow in West and Central Africa and are used in mostly savory dishes um, in cuisines around there as well. I understand it's pretty similar to black cardamom, but like, or like if you're going to try to substitute for it, that's the closest that you're going to get. Um, mm. But I didn't see any really specific descriptions of what makes it different. So. Got it. So if anyone knows. Yes. Oh, yes. That's actually one of my favorite things is when, like when you describe a taste. I love when people write in very detailed descriptions of taste. Um, yeah. So please, please send that in. <laughs> Uh, these pods tend to be harvested by hand a couple times a year, uh, just before they're ripe. Otherwise, the, the pods will crack open, very much looking like the mouths of, of, the, of the Demogorgon in Stranger oh. Things. Um, but don't <laughs> worry, it just contains delicious seeds. But so, yeah, they, they, don't, they don't want that to happen. So, so, yeah, you pick them before they're ripe. <laughs> and you will get the best flavor from cardamoms when you um, buy them whole, and grind them yourself um, if you if you choose to grind them, but they can be used whole as well. And yeah, uh, this this whole lot of flavor going on lends itself to all kinds of both sweet and savory dishes. Um, they're good, yes, whole or ground as part of a spice blend in sauces or stews, or to give zing to jams or syrups or glazes or salad dressings. Um, ground as part of a spice rub for proteins or, or vegetables. Uh, ground and added to baked goods in tea blends or coffee drinks or mulled wine or ciders steeped into creamy desserts and porridges or, yeah, just a whole pods steamed with rice to infuse some of that flavor into there. Um, folks even chew whole pods as a breath freshener. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that oh. that is quite bracing, I will say. <laughs> Have you done it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not, not fun, but like, I'm just like, whoo, that is a flavor. You found right. one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> okay. Well, speaking of, um, what about the nutrition? Uh, you're mostly not consuming enough cardamom for it to really impact you. Uh, but it does have, yes, a huge flavor bang for its caloric buck. And cardamom has been used in traditional medicines uh, in cultures that have grown it for pretty much ever. Some research is being done into its possible scientifically uh, proven health benefits because a bunch of the same compounds that give cardamom its flavors also like do stuff in our bodies. Um, some are antioxidants, others anti-inflammatories um, or muscle relaxers even. Preliminary research indicates that cardamom-derived supplements may help control things like insulin function, which is good, and or the ways that our bodies handle fats, which is not necessarily good, but like can be. A lot of the research is still taking place in animal studies, so we've got a ways to go. And as always, before ingesting a medicinal dose of anything, you should check with a healthcare provider who is not us because bodies are complicated and more information is necessary. Savor slogan. <laughs> I mixed it up that time. That was a little bit yeah. of a... Of a You're trying to throw a curveball. Boopity boo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I'm never trying to throw a curveball, y'all. That's and anytime I do, it's just at myself. I'm so, like, oh, why did I do that? Accidental curveball. <laughs> uh, I feel like I remember when you did that brain stuff video, and it was like Kristen was in it and Ben was in it, and you all had names of like heist names. <laughs> you could be accidental curveball. Ooh. Yeah, that mm -hmm. that it's a curveball would be. that you can't even be a curve. You can't even predict that it's a curveball. Yeah, it's a double curveball. <laughs> that <laughs> that would be my job on a heist team. Yeah, I would be the <laughs> I would be the accidental curveball. Everyone would be yeah. like Lauren. I'd be like, sorry. Yeah, you got like a ball. banana peel because you needed a <laughs> snack from earlier, and you don't realize that it drops out of your pocket <laughs> and it trips up somebody who's chasing you. Accidental <laughs> curveball. <laughs> Genius ideas. <laughs> Love it. Write it write it into the to the cartoon series. Yeah. Absolutely. Will do. Um okay, but we do have some numbers for you. Mm -hmm. These days, Guatemala is the largest producer of cardamom, around 25,000 tons. It's produced primarily for export there. And Guatemala overtook the previous largest producer, India, in 2000 or potentially 1980, or I'm assuming maybe. It kind of bounced back and forth. I think that's what happened. Yeah, but sure. Yeah, yeah. I saw those two floated around. Uh, Saudi Arabia consumes about 36% of the world's cardamom exports. Most of which I understand goes into coffee. Um, uh, Gawa? I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. I did look it up. Um, yes, like, a, like, like what we might call a Turkish coffee here in the States. Right. Um... And as of 2010, an estimated 78% of that, of the cardamom in Saudi Arabia, was sourced through Guatemala. Uh, one of the reasons for this has been price. At an Indian cardamom auction house in 2014, a kilogram was going for $13.50, while the price for the same amount in Guatemala was going for $6.69. Yeah. According to Savur, uh, green cardamom is the world's third most expensive spice. By weight, uh, yeah, behind saffron and vanilla. Yes, that is what I have seen in multiple places as well. 
Yes. Past episodes on both of those. Oh, yes. That too. That too. (laughs) I like the kind of look of panic. Yes, we've talked about those things. (laughs) But we now are talking about cardamom, and it's time to get into the history. But first, it's time to get into a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. I'm a person who doesn't really cook with a lot of meat, to be honest, because when I do, I want it to be special. I'm the same, and I do love sharing that food with people. And I have to say, we received some product, some steak, Mm -hmm. and I am very eager to share it with my friends. Yeah, uh, Westholm sent us uh, a few of their products, and they included these gorgeous, gigantic tomahawk steaks that I, like, opened the box and immediately sent a picture to my best grilling friend, like, hang out soon. Yes, I did too. (laughs) Westholm offers these beautifully marbled steaks because they have 16 million acres of rangeland across the northeast corner of Australia, from Brisbane to Darwin. They use a nature-led approach with the belief that if they balance the needs of their cattle with the needs of their environment, both can thrive. Their cattle graze on native grasses like Mitchell grass, which is found only in Australia, and roam wild, foraging at will for the first two to three years of their lives. The result is Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of northern Australia and a quality that would complement whatever you're into cooking right now. Westholm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash savor. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only $159 installed with pad. That's right, $159 includes expert installation as soon as tomorrow. Visit rightrug.com, R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com to find a showroom near you or schedule a free in-home shopping appointment. Say hello to summer and save. Right Rug Flooring, right here, right now. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, uh, cardamom is believed to be native to India and has been around and cultivated since ancient times. 
Sanskrit texts mentioned cardamom, and both the Assyrians and Babylonians described the medicinal usages of this ingredient, often for a wide variety of digestive issues and as a breath freshener, so they were onto that for a long time. Possibly a perfume as well. Um, mm-hmm. Trade of cardamom goes way back to possibly all the way to the 3rd millennium BCE. Merchants transporting it along trade routes um, eventually into the Mediterranean and Asia. And like many spices, cardamom was highly prized. Um, it was, these spices were symbols of luxury, wealth, and uh, often key elements at significant events. The ancient Egyptians may have used it in embalming. The ancient Greeks and Romans certainly were familiar with cardamom, and philosophers like Dioscorides and Hippocrates espoused the health benefits of it. There was even a Greek verb derived from cardamom that meant to become strong. In 176 CE, Alexander the Great even listed cardamom as a necessity uh, for performing his, I'm assuming his soldiers as well, but it's unclear, but definitely for performing his his duties on the job. He needed cardamom. (laughs) Oh, sure. Yeah. I I need to make a list of what I need. (laughs) Dear boss, (laughs) why don't I have a steady supply of cardamom coming in? Yeah, mine are like coffee and like decent internet access. Yeah. Uh-huh. And maybe like a cat. <laughs> I think, yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right. I'm definitely the coffee in the internet. <laughs> I have a stuffed bee that I really like. Yeah, um, yeah. It's similar. It's a similar vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Different than what Alexander the Great was going for. Yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> I haven't checked in with him. Ever? (laughs) Ever. That's correct. Yes. Although I wouldn't say no to cardamom is what I was trying to get to. Oh, Um, yes. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Venice became a hugely important hub for trading, including spices, during medieval times. We've talked about that a lot before. It was Mm -hmm. the largest and most critical importer of cardamom for the West during this time. A Dutch merchant described two types of cardamom from South India around around this period, and a German herbologist and physicist described cardamom as an essential oil in the 1500s. Amongst Westerners who could afford it, cardamom was highly sought after. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As we discussed in various episodes, and cinnamon is the one that comes to mind for me, Arab merchants kept these Secrets. They had all these secrets of their spice trade, and they kept that close to their heart to control the price and the supply so people didn't know where it was coming from. Oh, yeah, yeah. They didn't even know what kind of plant it was from or, like, how the plants worked or whether or not they were guarded by dragons somewhere. Yeah. It was this whole intricate layer of, like, like mythology and just straight up, like, like, nah, I'm not telling you about that that yeah. was employed in order to keep this very um, uh, valuable resource to themselves. Right. I mean, if someone told me I had to go face a dragon in a dark, what was it? It's like <laughs> a cavernous place. I'd yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. I'd be like, all right, you just bring it to me. I'll pay whatever you want. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to face a dragon, but I do want <laughs> the spice. Um, However, the Portuguese interfered with this strategy when they mapped out their own sea route to India's west coast and began exporting cardamom to Europe themselves. China was most likely involved in the trade of cardamom at this time, too. Unfortunately, Lauren and I did have trouble finding a lot of 
uh, historical sources for for this. Um, I did see one that said since like the 1900s, China had been involved in this trade, but I didn't see it anywhere else. So, hmm. you know, grain of salt. Back earlier than that in the like medieval times kind of era, the spicier black cardamom was a slightly more frequent export and would remain popular in Europe until the trade of black pepper really picked up. Um, I, ooh, I don't have the number in front of me, but I believe it's around like the 16 or possibly 1700s. Yes. And we've done an episode on black pepper as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, and yeah, the written records are fairly lacking, but I feel like it's safe to assume people were using cardamom not just medicinally, but in rice dishes, drinks like teas and coffees and baked goods at this time, this medieval time period, um, and had been for a while. Mm-hmm. In India, people were probably using it as a flavoring as far back as 2nd century BCE, including teas. And this is where I stumbled on a whole masala chai rabbit hole and the history of that. And that is a future episode, folks. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, but cardamom being an ingredient often in masala chai, so... Mm-hmm. They were they were probably using it pretty far back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and some research has shown that cardamom has antifungal and some antimicrobial effects in food products, um, which may be a practical reason why people have been blending it into dry teas and spice mixtures for so long, other than just, you know, like, it's tasty. Right, mm-hmm. right. I'm wondering how many times that's sort of happenstance where you... Yeah, it dovetails, I think. They, yeah. it, I think it becomes such a classic flavor because... Uh, the food that they put it in doesn't go bad. And they're like, oh, cool, I'll eat that instead of this food that has gone bad. Right. <laughs> then I put sense. something different in that does not have these properties. So yes. convenient. Very. <laughs> According to some sources, the Vikings are the reason cardamom became such a popular spice in Scandinavia. During the times of the Roman Empire, most spices from India passed through Constantinople, which is now Istanbul. Uh, This was also one of the final stops for the Vikings before they made their journey to Europe. And they developed a fondness for the spice cardamom, so much so that they brought it back to Scandinavia, where they incorporated it primarily into baked goods. Again, hard to verify, but... Yeah, in a lot of places. (laughs) Yeah, I saw Vikings mentioned pretty much everywhere that was talking about the history of cardamom. But I all like basically every source also said we can't confirm this. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, well, okay, at least it's an oft-repeated myth if it's a myth. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Certainly, it got to Scandinavia somehow. It did, and it is popular there. Yes, yes. And as as many other um, of these expensive spices became, it became known for these uh, uh, fall and winter holiday kind of celebrations where you were, like, like really going all out to be fancy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, a 13th century European recipe for what was probably a highly expensive sauce called cinnamon sauce or lord sauce featured cardamom. Other European recipes called for it in spiced wines or breads around this same time. Mm -hmm. Some British soldiers working with the British East India Company wrote about South Indian cardamom cultivation, but it wasn't until the 19th century that European colonists really seemed to care about cultivating it. British colonists established cardamom as a crop, possibly as a secondary crop to coffee, in India during this century. 
Yeah, and this was the first time that cardamom was grown on plantations. Uh, Like coffee, it doesn't really lend itself to plantation conditions. Um, It wants like a tropical forest type environment with plenty of rain and also plenty of uh, dappled sunshine. So I can see where um, if you're already growing coffee, it might be a good, yeah, a good secondary crop because those those coffee shrubs or trees are going to provide about that condition. So speaking of uh, colonial transport of cardamom in the 1890s, German colonizers introduced some green cardamom to Tanzania. German coffee grower Oscar Mayus Klofer planted cardamom in Guatemala in the 1920s, or perhaps earlier. The date varied a lot on that one, too. And production grew by quite a bit in that country after World War II. As the production there has steadily risen, so have problems around labeling, price gouging, and fair treatment and pay of cardamom farmers. Yeah, uh, one of the primary cardamom growing areas in Guatemala, um, Ixcan, has also been an area of deep political unrest, um, especially in the 80s and 90s. But nearly half of the local population there is involved in cardamom agriculture. Right. And uh, cardamom's popularity in parts of Europe and North America has been growing in recent years. The primary reason cited is the growth and popularity of Asian cuisines in those places. Right, right. Um, And in the United States, certainly, um, the spread of what we call chai, uh, by which we mean like an Indian-inspired spiced tea blend of some kind or another. Uh, The word chai really just means tea in a lot Mm -hmm. of native languages. But yeah, uh, it definitely has contributed to this growth in the cardamom market. Um, And yes, yes, masala chai, whole different episode. It's going to be difficult and delicious. (laughs) I'm making a lot of swimming-related gestures today, and I'm not sure why. We were talking about swimming pools right before we got into this episode, and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just like on a tropical holiday in my mind. (laughs) Oh, I hope so. (laughs) Sounds lovely. (laughs) You can't go in person, but you can go in your mind. (laughs) Oh, 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 I didn't mean to bring it down. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. You can go in your mind, and that's a lovely thing. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yes. Well, I think that's what we have on cardamom for now. It is. We do have some listener mail for you, though. We do. But first, we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. I'm a person who doesn't really cook with a lot of meat, to be honest, because when I do, I want it to be special. I'm the same, and I do love sharing that food with people. And I have to say, we received some product, some steak, mm-hmm. and I am very eager to share it with my friends. Yeah, uh, Westholm sent us uh, a few of their products, and they included these gorgeous, gigantic tomahawk steaks that I, like, opened the box and immediately sent a picture to my best grilling friend, like, hang out soon. Yes, I did too. <laughs> 
Westholm offers these beautifully marbled stakes because they have 16 million acres of rangeland across the northeast corner of Australia, from Brisbane to Darwin. They use a nature-led approach with the belief that if they balance the needs of their cattle with the needs of their environment, both can thrive. Their cattle graze on native grasses like Mitchell grass, which is found only in Australia, and roam wild, foraging at will for the first two to three years of their lives. The result is Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of northern Australia and a quality that would complement whatever you're into cooking right now. Westholm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash savor. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only $159 installed with pad. That's right, $159 includes expert installation as soon as tomorrow. Visit rightrug.com, R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com to find a showroom near you or schedule a free in-home shopping appointment. Say hello to summer and save. Right Rug Flooring, right here, right now. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with the snow. snow. A lot going on. (laughs) (laughs) And I incorporated your gestures, kind of. Yeah, I was like, are we swimming again? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to take you to your happy place or whatever it's been in this episode. Yeah. Thank Thank you, you. Annie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have more Morel Mushroom <laughs> emails yes. to share, which is great. Yes. Hannah wrote, I was going to write to you last week in order to show you one of the drawings my high school best friend used to do of winged haggis performing various activities, nesting, flying, perching in trees, etc. Oh, but- my goodness. I know. (laughs) But unfortunately, despite tearing my desk apart, I was unable to locate any examples. They must all be back home in Michigan, which brings me to why I'm writing today. I spent my entire childhood in northern Michigan attending the Mushroom Fest in Boyne City every year. Ah. And I I was so excited to hear you mention my home area and to hear that it holds the Morel record. Of course, according to me. (laughs) Mushroom hunting with my family was always a blast, even if we only found a couple. Running after every slight bump in the leaf cover, hoping to be the first to uncover a hidden treasure made for an excellent day out. 
Morel season can be crazy in areas where they grow, especially if you work in restaurants, as I did as a teenager. And you can watch Chef handing over $50 a pound or more to any forager who walks through the door. Everyone wants to be able to get that seasonal mushroom dish on the menu. Beware, though, if you are the one who has to prep the little delicacies. Those hollow stems can have all sorts hiding inside, and I have Mm. sliced more than one slug in half. I have never been a big mushroom lover, but morels were always an exception, possibly partially out of local pride, but largely because their hollow stems and gilled caps mean you never have to bite through a thick chunk of squishy mushroom. (laughs) Excellent use of squishy. Mm-hmm. Um, they are the perfect place to start if you are mushroom reluctant, especially sautéed with butter, garlic, and herbs. But lover of mushrooms or not, what kid doesn't love a good carnival? And while I didn't pay much attention to the actual mushroom goings on, I have great memories of the Boyne City Festival. On a mushroom-related note, I believe it was Lauren who mentioned she belongs to a parasitic <laughs> mushroom Facebook group. It was. Uh, uh-huh. If you like the idea of fungus as horror... I must recommend the book Mexican Gothic by Sylvia Moreno-Garcia. I read it at the beginning of last fall, and it was the perfect gothic story to send some shivers down my spine and get me in the mood for Halloween season. I won't give away anything about the mushrooms, but rest assured, it will be right up your alley. (laughs) Well, that makes me nervous right away. Um, Uh, And I did want to say Melissa also suggested this book, so I definitely want to check it out, but I'm, I'm afraid that these mushrooms aren't going to be good. Oh, I I suspect you may be right about that, Annie. <laughs> oh, thank you for the thank you for the recommendation. Um yeah. I, we we definitely as y'all have probably noticed uh are fans of uh of horror and related genres around here. And Sylvia Moreno Garcia is a terrific writer. I love her work. So, um cool. Oh, yes. check adding it adding it to my mental list of stuff to download onto my phone and just merge with my couch and read. <gasps> like a mushroom. Like a mushroom. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, Karen wrote, I listened to your moral mushroom episode today and I can answer your questions. Yes, <laughs> you butchered me sick. It's pronounced with a long E. And the blessing of the Jeeps. Both the Mushroom Festival and the Blessing happen on Mother's Day weekend each year, except last year when COVID messed everything up. The area around Misek has lots of trails and seasonal roads that some people like to ride their Jeeps and other swamp buggies on. The Blessing hopes for long rides with no breakdowns. That weekend, the very small town is crammed with Jeeps and off-road vehicles in addition to the festival goers. One interesting fact I didn't hear in the podcast, when you go mushroom hunting, you should use a mesh bag so the spores can fall from the mushrooms onto the ground to reseed the mushrooms. There are much fewer mushrooms in the area than there used to be due to people using paper and plastic bags that don't let the spores out. Mm. Ooh, good tip, good tip. And this probably explains why our mushroom forager friend was using a basket to yeah. like a like a wicker basket to collect all of his mushroom wares. I love that we've got a mushroom forager friend. Mhm. <laughs> and I this really does delight me how many people have written in about this small town and this festival and right? hearing this pride and these good experiences. I really do adore it. <laughs> so wonderful. Yes, yes. Oh, thank you. I Yes. Uh Yes. First-hand, first-hand experience. I mean, you know, like we can do all of the reading in the world, but but mm-hmm. hearing about things firsthand from people who have experienced them is so cool every single time. 
It is. It absolutely is. Uh, thanks so much to both of them for writing. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. And we are also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SaverPod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only $159 installed with pad. That's right, $159 includes expert installation as soon as tomorrow. Visit rightrug.com, R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com to find a showroom near you or schedule a free in-home shopping appointment. Say hello to summer and save. Right Rug Flooring, right here, right now. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.